1: This is the best of two pros in a couple of Joe with Labar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio.
3: Well, I mean, look, it was a short week. You know, I'm not to tell you. Like, is, that, is
4: that what we're saying to this? It just got long for Staley.
3: What the hell was Did it? That? Or
4: did it just get shorter? Or did it get shorter? Oh, yikes.
3: Man. Um, I don't even know really what to say in regards to whatever the hell that was that the Chargers rolled out there. I know Justin Herbert's not. In the, by the way, with the hand injuries, I hope he's got a bidet because I don't know how, how he's getting You're that really,
0: done. really concerned with that. Can we get back to football? Yeah, please. I, mean, I, I know you're concerned about him, him wiping his butt, but <laughs> can we just get back to football? <laughs>
3: I'm just saying there is a
0: You've said that for like problem. three weeks straight now.
3: No, Ooh. no, I think this is a new one I rolled
0: out. I, you've even put it in your notes for the past three weeks. I, I know, think but I haven't
3: gotten to it yet. That's Oilers. all the good material sitting there. I haven't gotten to it yet. But so they come out last night, and I'm thinking, all right, they go down 14 nothing.
4: They needed a birdie.
3: Yeah. <laughs> they needed something. The Chargers. It was. I mean, it was everything. It was a scoop and score by a three hundred forty pound, thirty five year old defensive lineman. It was a one handed pick six. It was, you know, a, a wide receiver throwing a touchdown. It was like it just a complete dismantling. I like. I can't find one thing that if you're a Charger fan, you come away from that going, well, at least there was this. It's like that. Like I don't know if the bigger story is. The Raiders doing that to the Chargers, or the Chargers allowing themselves to be absolutely exposed on national television like that? It looked like they gave up.
0: Uh, it, it, I mean, it looked like they gave up after the first quarter. This this is one. I mean, we heard Albert Breer say this yesterday about how these, you know, games in on you know in prime time on national television can oftentimes impact how an owner feels about a head coach. I don't think there's any more way to feel about Brandon Staley. It, it, it's unfortunate to put it this way, but this team, he's lost this team. And Herbert matters a ton. And there's, you know, obviously, if Herbert's playing, probably it's not this out of hand. But the reality is their defense has been awful. Just look up their defensive rankings of the past three years. With as, as talented of a roster as they have, that's still – his calling card, and they have not been good. So I, I, I kind of sit there and just go, it, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And if I'm the ownership, if I'm the Spanos family, it's like, what am I waiting on? Mm-hmm. Like move, move on, because you've literally lost this team, this locker room. You don't know how it's going to impact them the rest of the season. But my goodness, that was as that was as tough of a game to watch as there's been in the NFL. And this goes back to even the 70-point game um, with Miami on, on Denver early this season. It almost makes you forget
4: about that that even happened. I'll get the other side of it. You get an opportunity to impress an interview and see if you can solidify a job. And what better way to do it than in a divisional game on Thursday night? I mean – I asked Breer the same like something to the same effect of what does this mean or what is the situation for the coaching um the coaching deal in, in Vegas look like? And if if there were I mean there's still more games to be played, but talk about a team that is playing for their coach. I mean the, the way Devontae Adams played, the, the way um uh, you know the Who's the quarterback? What what was his name again? AOC. Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, yeah, there you go, O'Connell. But they wanted I mean, to bench the, him too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> the way they ran the ball. Old AOC. I mean that the the way they played, I mean, they played inspired football. And and so while while you can make the, the, the criticisms um towards the Chargers, the there's just a vast difference in contrast in terms of the energy that you saw and, and, and could tell was there with, uh, you know, the way that the the Raiders played last night. And
3: they scored no points last week, though. Like, that's why, like, and I think, look, I think Antonio Pierce is going to get the job. I really do. I, I think th- this is where this is trending. But I, I come away from that and go, so what's different between last week and this week? And, and like the whole injuries, you know, excuse that the Chargers have had for years and years that we've talked about because they have been just crippled with injuries over the past several years. Of all the years that you can't probably use injuries as an excuse in the NFL, this feels like the one because there's still really good players out there. And you mentioned defensively, there's still really good players out there. They had nothing <laughs> there was nothing. They got annihilated from start to finish, and Raider fans almost seem shocked. Like, wait, what is happening here? Like, this isn't normal. Like, you see Mark Davis when they show Mark Davis in the booth. He's looking around, going, "What the hell is going on here?" Like, I, I look at it, and I go, it, "It, it is great for Antonio Pierce, but it was more of an indictment of just Brandon Staley and that organization, and the fact that it is done." It's the league,
4: man. Oh. It's week to week. If the Chargers win, you're not saying that. We're not saying that. You still have a job you have to do, including those players. So it, it, we could say it's more of an indictment, but it was a game. They played a game, and it's a. It was a. It was an Amazon Prime game on Thursday night. Oh yeah. You know, whether they scored a hundred points last week or zero points last week, it's the NFL. You got to show up week in and week out. It's the season; that's what you're called to do. So I don't. It's I I don't think that it's proper to to basically say, okay, well, it's more about the Chargers. Like I mean, it's just it's how it happened. It's how it played out. If the Vikings played the the the, the Las Vegas Raiders as hard as they did. And the Raiders played the Vikings as hard as they did because nobody scored points. It wasn't like they didn't score any points last week and the other team scored a whole bunch of points like what happened last night. That was a dogfight of a game. So I don't I don't think it's more of an indictment on the Chargers. The Chargers stink, but they do. They don't have their starting quarterback. It, their it, their I coach does seem to f- be f- good. I think f- you're f- missing the what point. It is. Yeah, I think you're missing the point is, oh, okay. is no one's
0: going points. to – okay, well, just hear me right. out. Go ahead, let me hear you. Brandon Staley could get fired today, right? Yeah. I don't think Mark Davis is off of that one game going to anoint Antonio Pierce, the head coach. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he will. But I think that's the difference is the takeaway from this game was it was so, you know, it lacked, lacking any competition. It felt like the charges in a primetime spot didn't even show up to the point where it feels like the last straw. Like if this was the last straw, you'd look back and go, yeah, that makes sense. Like that game had a little bit of everything. Of this team has given up on their head coach. They stink, and and and, and the reality <laughs> is is it's kind of built up to this point. Whereas, look, if you're Mark Davis and the Raiders, you're you're looking at it going, it's a great win. It's a visual win and prime time at home. It was awesome, but we still, you know, he's three and three now as a head coach. We still got to figure this thing out moving forward. And he's got the rest of the season. You know, for the Chargers, it's like they already know <laughs> they're going to have to find probably a new head coach. <laughs> and it, 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 might, it might very well happen in the next 24, 48 hours.
3: Um, let me, can I ask you guys a question? Because I'm watching the game last night, and you're showing the sideline of the Chargers, and it's just this look of shock. Is that, like, have you guys been in a spot to where you got, you're getting beat so bad? Is that what it feels like on the sideline as well, too? Because the optics appeared like they were... Just shook and had no response and no answer for what was happening. Almost shell shocked. I can't to recall a
4: certain... ever losing a game. I actually have. As bad as we were, I don't ever recall losing a game by that many points, ever. Like I can recall not not being competitive in a game, and and that felt um, weird to say. And that happened when I was in the league. But I can't recall being a part of a game where we just got thrashed, you know, to, to that tune. I don't, I don't recall that. Yeah. I, I mean, not in the NFL to
0: that extent, you know. So that's, the, what, that's the thing is that's what makes it hard is uh, outside of earlier this year where you saw kind of that Miami Denver game, there weren't many. Um, and the crazy thing about it is like this that <laughs> both happened in the AFC West. Um, but this, uh, this sort of outcome at the end of a season is different than at the beginning of the season. I mean, people's reaction to the whole Vance Joseph and how that whole game went, you know, kind of flew under the radar because it was early. And now we look where the Broncos are, and it's like, oh, okay. But this, unfortunately, could be the nail in the coffin because of how bad Brandon Staley's defense has been. And, and he's supposed to be a defensive guy, and he's been there now for years. So, I, I, again, I, I just I think the pers- you know it's not to take anything away from what the Raiders did. You could talk about both and say, look, the Raiders played great. That was an absolute ass kicking, and on the flip side. The Chargers didn't show up, and it felt like a team that's kind of given up at this point on their head coach.
3: Uh, Brandon Staley, postgame. Uh, I mean, I'll give him credit. Uh, he's, had, he's been a little testy with the media recently. Uh, he stood up there, and he had to wear it. Uh, let's take a
0: listen. Nothing went right for us tonight, and uh, I thought the guys at the end did a good job hanging tough and putting some good drives together on both sides of the ball. But like I said, in that first half, it's the worst that you can play. And uh, it was in all three phases, and you know, I take full responsibility
3: expect to be the coach here tomorrow
0: I don't know that do you you think you should be yes why I know that what I've done here for three years and I know what I put into this and you know I know that we're capable of going Uh, I know the type of coach that I
1: am I believe in myself Um, but again this isn't about me this is about a a group that's hurting in there we got to get some rest and we got to get ready for Buffalo You say nothing went right tonight. All due respect, last three weeks, the offense has some up and stagnant. You pulled out a win in New England, but with two field goals. Do you personally feel there's a disconnect between yourself and the locker room, the players? I don't.
3: Why do you still believe that guys still believe in you, that you can go back in there and and lead this
2: team to whatever the rest of the season is? Yeah, you'll you'll go talk to the guys after this, and you'll, you'll be able to hear from them. And I know these guys really well.
4: So, that was uh Brandon can, Staley. Afterwards. Can I ask you guys a question off of Brandon Staley? Yeah. What does this mean that them talking about the offense being stagnant? What does this mean for Kellen Moore? I mean, he made the move to seemingly put himself in a position to remove himself from being held of any kind of culpability as as to what may or may not have took place with with the Dallas offense. He, what um what does this mean for Moore? You know what I
3: thought? when I was watching the game last night, I almost wonder if they're more likely to ride it out with Brandon Staley and not turn the reins over to Kellen Moore because of the Herbert injury. Because if you turned it over to Kellen Moore, at least you'd get somewhat of a sample size of, okay, what could this offense look like or this team look like if we had Kellen Moore as our head coach? Because he's been talked about as the head coaching candidate. Now with Easton Stick and you know whatever this team is right now, I, just, I don't know if you get a true sense of – who he could be as a head coach, and it's not like the offense is really lit it up. I, I almost, I came away from that game wondering. I think they're probably just going to ride it out with Brandon Staley. Lee, if make sure you spot this in the podcast. Delete it if he gets fired before nine a.m. Eastern time. I want this taken out, but I just don't know what. Maybe they're just like, you know what? Screw it. We'll ride it out. Maybe we'll get a better draft pick out of this whole thing, and then we'll figure it out at the end of this. But I, it sounds like Kellen Moore is probably going to go elsewhere as well, too.
0: I mean, the crazy thing about uh, this is we kind of thought, well, if Brandon Staley gets fired, Kellen Moore stays as the interim head coach. But as you're kind of touching on it, it doesn't feel like as bad as the offense has been. Like, that's going to be part of it. It doesn't help that Easton sticks now as the, as the quarterback either. But back to the initial point of, of Brandon Staley's colleague card was defense. They're 29th in the league right now. They were 20th last year. They were 23rd his first year. You know what they were the year before when Anthony Lynn was the head coach? Top 10. Like, that's been the most dramatic part of all this. In a roster with guys like Cleo Mack, Joey Bosa, Derwin James, I know some of the players have been banged up. Like, players that everyone would, would sit there and say, like, yeah, that's 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 a solid foundation of a defense. They can't get in the top half of the league. It's bizarre. And it's such a long departure from what they were when Anthony Lynn was head coach. And over the past three years, it's like, all right, well, and look, I think Brandon Staley's a nice guy. I think he handles the media well. I think he probably communicates and talks to his team and his coaching staff well. They haven't gotten the results. Like, he seems like a, a nice guy. And, and on the outside, maybe the, if, if you only saw his interviews with the media, and say, all right, he's the right guy for the position. They have not gotten the results. And, and specifically, they've gotten worse on the side of the football that he coaches. And, and so I know it sounds overly critical, and I know they've had some injuries, but this is over a three year period now. Y- you can't keep using that excuse anymore. He hasn't been able to fix it. So it's it's just it's tough to watch what this has become. And, it, it really is. And, and
3: by the way, you know Khalil Max leading the league in sacks, like yeah. seven, eight, like one of the maybe the best season of his entire career. Like you're you've, you're getting like good perform, and it's just that this is where we're at. They just roll it out, and and here we are on national television getting wiped out, uh, and uh, Al Michaels making. Over under point total references before halftime with Kirk Herbstreet there on Amazon mm. Prime. So, mm. uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, but um, if you're a Chargers fan, I don't know if there are many left uh, outside of Mrs. Garcia. Uh, who will we uh, will get the latest? Go on. Chargers! So, yeah, there's that too. Uh, <laughs> but we do have some good news. If you're a Charger fan, a Raider fan, if you just like you know the NFL, college football, you know, if you, I mean, whatever it is, we do have some good news. It's a football Friday. Yeah. <laughs> come on! Come
0: on. Yeah. Oh, no. That was come such on. an ass kicking. Yeah. I'm not even sure yeah. i get the boot. Come yeah. On, yeah. Come yeah. yeah, come on. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Full season, Brady. LA. Oh, yeah. yeah. Chargers. Yeah. Let's yeah. Chargers. Yeah. Chargers.
4: Yeah. Charge them up. I'm, I'm trying to. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Charge them up. Charge them up. Charge them up. Go, Chargers. Go. Here it is. Come on. Charge them up. Yeah. Go, Chargers. Go. Yeah. No, Charge them up. Come on, come on, come on, Sam. Come on, Sam. Come on, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Friday night is a football Friday. Come on, Brady. Yeah. Uh, you know yeah. I don't like this. Football show. Friday. Rock them. Yeah. Suck
0: Come on.
1: Chargers. You bet yeah. your
3: sweet ass football Friday football here. Football Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Radio.
1: Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: For Tommy DeVito's agent? No. He's being inducted into the International Italian Hall of Fame.
4: The international. You know what?
0: Earned. It was earned, and I'm proud of him.
4: The agent is. The agent. Which, I I mean, I I don't know that I've seen an agent capitalize more
0: on the the success of his player. What do you mean?
3: David (laughs) Mulageta. Well, I take that back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but in all, in all seriousness, it's like now, It's
3: kind of interesting. Now, will he only represent Italians?
0: Uh, like that's a great question
3: because I wonder. Like, do you think he's are Like, you know, he sent Nick Sirianni a text and said, "Hey, when you're looking for that contract extension, I know a guy. I uh, got this. I done. got a guy. Yeah, I got a guy." Hmm. So I'm trying to think what other uh, other Italians are. Brady, you know, now that he knows that you're like 92 percent Italian. He might be calling you. Like that could happen. So good for him, man.
0: I mean,
3: he seems like it. And look, he could be full of crap, but he does seem like uh, a pretty down to earth guy.
0: No, he seems down to earth. Very nice guy. It's just here is the thing that bothers me about agents, and it's one of the things that I loved. I think the most about the movie Jerry Maguire was they just stayed behind the scenes. It was about rod tidwell right like he was the one that was you know blowing up and getting the attention and had this relationship with his agent who was just trying to make it out on his own after he broke off in the big agency and it it wasn't like he was trying to advertise himself necessarily you know he was let it, letting his, his player do his player do it i just i feel like when you have equal shine as the player it just kind of takes away from the player and what he's doing right now
3: Hmm. yeah i don't know i I have a different relationship with my agent so
0: but again lavar you don't feel that way way.
4: yeah um i love my agent
0: no 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 i'm not asking if you love or dislike your agent it's not a topic of conversation
4: oh Oh, i'm sorry i was i guess responding to what jonas was saying oh yeah um (laughs) Go ahead. What, what, ask me your question again. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: No, I mean, if, if you feel like – like if your agent's all of a sudden out there doing all this stuff, you're like, wait a second.
4: <laughs> like, like you're my agent. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 I mean – but you know what? They're their own enterprise as well. So, I, I mean, I think you got to understand because I always say you, you'll you know what the relationship is when once you're not playing. Right. <laughs> like – it, it, it's, uh, oh, is
3: it like that? Do you just they disappear?
4: Oh yeah.
0: I mean, it, it, unless they're <laughs> really. Like, oh yeah. Unless they're actually <laughs> like friends. I mean, you made
3: them like potentially millions of dollars for whatever, however long you're in the league, and just like that, it's like, all right, thanks,
4: man. Yeah, it dissipates. <laughs> uh, okay. It dissipates. You know, I, I just always, I, I it's a it's a topic that I'm on. You know, I'm on record. And one of my closest friends, um, one of my best friends in, in college is is a super agent. Um, and I, I would say not all agents are measured the same or are the same. But it's just like anything else. You got good ones and you got bad ones. and And sometimes the bad ones make the narrative of all of them pretty bad, is what I would say. So I'm not a fan of agents. Hmm. I'm not an agent fan. Yeah, but you love yours. Yeah. I, I think the
0: reason why a lot of players, you know, get frustrated or, or dislike agents is they go into it because it, you feel like it's a people person business where you're going to have a lot of contact with people. They're calling you. They're calling your team. They're calling the general manager, whoever it is, to, to negotiate deals or in marketing, right? They're calling different, you know, corporate sponsors and, and all and all that good stuff but it's really just about money you know they you get into being an agent for 90% of because it's about money you want to make money and that's and you feel like you can utilize that skill set of being um you know sociable and being able to market and being able to negotiate and sell you know a, a, you know a brand if you will to someone in an exchange and be able to make money off that, right? Or negotiate in a contract and sell them sell them on why that athlete's better. It's just people can deny it, but the reality is it's like that's the truth of it. It's a very transactional relationship and and unfortunately the reality is once you're not with that player anymore, if he retires and, and there's really not going to be a relationship unless he's still working for you because there's going to be other players or other Clients that he's got to work for, he, he's got to take the same amount of time and attention he did for you for someone else. And if you know you're not playing, they're not negotiating with that team and not trying to figure out that path to try to get to you know fame.
4: I, so, I, I, and if that were the premise, and which agents built their relationships with these young men, I'd have zero problems with them. But it's not. They they that's come the on. problem I have yeah. with agents. Yeah,
3: um, I do get a kick out of. When like Scott Boris, for example, whenever somebody says they've signed with Scott Boris in baseball, it's kind of like every organization around the league goes, "Oh, here we go, because he's great at his job. He's always going to get the best deal for his players. And he is a public public figure Well, he will talk openly about this is what it's going to take if you want to sign my guy. But there's a reason why all of those guys sign on with him because he's going to get you a better deal. Like he's right. always going to get you that. And so I just think about like how many like I personally would not feel comfortable if I was making the money I was making uh, off players contracts and just all right, see you deuces and and never talk to him again. Like I would right. feel like some sort of debt Towards that player, that he helped me get to where I was at financially, and yes, I did my part. But to me personally, that would be a
4: little odd that I would I just think you got to feel debt. You know, I don't, I don't, Show I don't feel like.
3: Yeah, but I'm built different, you know me.
4: I just think that it's it's what has always weirded me out is when these dudes try to act like their uncles, brothers, dads, you know, best besties. And and it's like, let me be your agent. And and really, if you look up the, the definition of agent, you have to seek something out. You have to find it. You know, you don't have to find a contract. You don't have to find a team for a guy that Boris is going to say you're going to have to pay top dollar for my guy. Like your guy was becoming the guy long before you could say he was your guy. You were going after somebody else. You were chasing somebody else to be able to say that's your guy. You know what I mean? So that's my thing is it's like – it's almost like some of these guys out here in a way take credit for these athletes – like I take credit for what what he got and what he's what right. he's doing, and that's it's just you know it becomes an ego driven thing you see the egos of some of these guys and the way they walk around and the way they move, and your only real value is the players that you represent it's not yours, it's not you. you can't stand on your own, you stand on. On the the shoulders of the people you represent, I just think that that's some hoe ass. You know, if Whoa, you ask me. Damn. Whoa. Yeah,
0: I'm talking about. Yeah. It. Sounds like you got a rivalry. With Super those soft. Agents I have too. no yeah. rivalry.
4: I have no rivalry okay. with any <laughs> agents. I have. Yeah, great, I it. actually have no it. relationship, no LeVar. no type of interactions with any. Yeah. Yeah. Just, any just a segue, Lavar. Just a segue. Yeah, but, okay. but
3: yeah, but you know okay. the thing is, Lavar. If you did have, but a you rival- know, I'm
4: still in my feelings. Go ahead, yeah. go ahead. That's
3: right. No, I'm just saying, if you did have a rivalry. You know, maybe it'll last yeah. another two years, mm-hmm. like Oregon and Oregon State. Yeah. I mean, I keep that rivalry going for at least Hell two yeah. years. My bad
0: cue for not These not schools announced that,
3: Clean it up in the pod. I, I, look,
0: um, I got us off track in the first yeah. place, so yeah. it's my fault. Um, it's all good.
3: Why would – and I understand that there's conference schedules and things like that, but – This does go back to something that we've discussed, you know, like the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State. Mike Gundy's been adamant
0: it's over. I don't understand why that one had to go away. I don't –
3: it, to me, the only people that are getting jobbed when you get in your feelings and decide, you know, we're never going to do this rivalry again because they left a conference are the fan bases, because yeah. that sucks. Like, Oregon, yeah. Oregon State, and I don't even know if you can call it civil war anymore, because I, I don't know, I, maybe that's offensive, but Politically that's, that's, one, like, that's one of the great rivalries along with Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and all these other ones. Like, I couldn't imagine if, you know, Michigan left to go to whatever conference and just Decided. Oh, yeah, we're never going to do our rivalry with Ohio State again. My ass. Like, that's that's one of the great games in sports. I,
0: I think Mike Gundy doesn't want it again because they finished on a high note. Right. They they beat Oklahoma this year. It's like if it never happens again, it's like, well, but, you know, a <laughs> lifetime, the uh, the record didn't stand very well. Oklahoma really dominated Oklahoma State, but we got the last one, you know.
3: It's like, wasn't it um, the backyard brawl last year was Pittsburgh, West Virginia? And I think, was it the first time they had done it in, oh God, I want to say it was a number of years. And it was so awesome. And it was almost like, God, why did we go away from this to begin with? That's correct. Like, come on, man. Like, you don't have to go away from it. Like, you don't have to just toss it all out because you got upset because somebody left a, the conference. Like, I just, I feel like Oklahoma, Oklahoma State eventually is going to come back. Like, I, I can't imagine they would just make this permanent moving forward. Because, right. you know, Civil wars back for another two years. Yeah. The football game.
0: Yeah. yeah unless you can, can't call it that anymore. Yeah. But Did they call it the problem. conflict. I think, maybe civil conflict,
4: maybe. Something I like mean, that. you could call it civil war if it's like, like you know, if it's representing something civilly and 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 a war, not <laughs> just not referencing the civil war itself. Right. right. You know, I would assume. I mean, I'm just saying. You can't. Well, anyway. Well, yeah. one thing I'll there's reference. no way getting around it. You know. Yeah,
0: I, I'll get around it by saying this: <clears throat> the uh, SEC schedule release came out yesterday. Yeah, uh, there we
4: go. There we go. My
0: goodness, yeah. <laughs> there are some teams that have a gauntlet. All right, and I think Florida, in particular, because of their non-conference games against teams like Miami and Florida State, just take a load of this one. All right, so they start off with Miami. Um now, granted, that's in Gainesville. It's at home. And yes, they have a layup for Samford the next week. But then they have Texas A&M. Then they go to Mississippi State. They're off. They have UCF. So this is literally a battle for Florida, basically, with their schedule next year. At Tennessee versus Kentucky at home. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're off again for a bye before Georgia at Texas, LSU, Ole Miss, <laughs> finishing at Florida State. Good luck, Gators, in 2024. Like, that could be a six-loss team, maybe more. <laughs> that is unbelievable. That's the one thing that I think, like, this schedule release coming out gets you a little closer to realizing, oh, we're going to have great matchups every single week with these college football expansion and the way the, the realignments occurred. So as much as it stinks in some ways, it's still going to be a ton of fun to watch moving forward.
3: Oklahoma's, I mean, I would say, look, at LSU's tough, but they're getting Alabama at home. They get Texas at home. They get Tennessee at home. Like, Oklahoma feels like they kind of got, you know, a, a little bit of a, the better end of that, at least for the first year. But, man... This is going to be – how many – if you had, if I gave you the over-under right now, we're going to the 12-team playoff. Three-and-a-half SEC teams to get into the playoff next year. What are you taking?
0: Uh, well, under. think about it this way. There's only four power four conferences, really, but not really down to two. So I, I think that takes away one. So if you have a 12-team playoff, you'll get all four of those conference champs, I believe. That leaves eight other spots. I think you're going to see at least three other teams. So, yeah, I'll take the over. Would you say, three and a half?
4: Yeah. Yeah, I'd, say, I'd, say, I'd take the, the under. Damn. I'm going to take the under.
3: Well, it is two pros and a cup of joe here on Fox Sports Radio, and, and we're going to –
4: Clip that, Lee. Yeah. Well, let's let's run it back when we get to that time. That's a so one, two, three,
0: four, five. So if, if if there's a 12-team playoff this year, based on the top 12 teams – Um, Oh, wait, I missed one. Six. There's actually six in the top 12.
3: (laughs) South Carolina anywhere on that list or no? Nope. Okay.
0: Yeah, six. Because you have to remember, Texas and Oklahoma are considered SEC teams next year. That's true. Missouri would have been in. Georgia. Bama obviously is. Ole Miss.
3: By the way, I was going to ask you guys this. By
0: the way, LSU is at 13. (laughs)
1: Like, uh, yeah, I'll take the over three and a half.
3: Yeah, and and I was going to ask you guys
4: this. It's going to be a half off.
3: people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do it yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at oReillyauto.com/2pros. That's oReillyauto.com/2pros.
1: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen.
3: We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. The people in sports media who've got balls and the people who don't. People who've got the courage and the guts to make decisions here. We don't exactly know who's going to be playing in these bowl games. all right. And some of you probably don't even know where some of these are located. But you know what? There's 41 of them. And bowl season is starting, and it's starting this weekend. And so we are going to pick every single bowl game against the spread like a bunch of adults, like a bunch of savages here getting ready for the college football bowl season. So we've got all these games lined up. We've got all of these games ready to rock. It is time for the debut edition of...
1: Okay, now. I know y'all ready to do it now. Now it's time for two pros and a cup of Joe's bowl bonanza. 19. Bowl bonanza. Boom. Fireworks go up.
3: Alright! Yeah! Yeah! so excited let's go lead the lap what are we looking at
2: fellas kicking off that's right kicking off the bowl season is the myrtle beach bowl <laughs> how'd that feel sam at 11 a.m eastern felt no, great that's right myrtle beach bowl 11 a.m eastern on saturday kicking it off between georgia southern and ohio where Ohio. uh excuse me georgia southern is the uh three-point favorites
0: That's right. This line's actually gone down as the week has gone on. Ohio was originally a a a three-and-a-half-point underdog. But first meeting between these two teams, um, Ohio University, they're hoping to – record back-to-back 10-win seasons for the first time in school history. They won actually three straight, too, to finish the season to get to this point. Although, with all these games, you guys will notice this. Uh, transfer portal. It's a common theme. It's what's uh, it's what's happening. Everyone's portaling right now. So quarterback Curtis Rourke has already uh, entered into the transfer portal. I believe it's actually already uh, intended. He's got his destination, too, lined up. And the issue for Ohio is their backup quarterback, C.J. Harris, is out for the season, so it's actually the third- Stringer, Parker Navarro, who will likely get the start for the Bobcats. And he has played well in limited time. And I'll mind you, the Bobcats are actually one of the better defensive teams in college football. They only allow about 15 points per game. On the flip side, Georgia Southern coached by one Clay Helton, who I'm sure many know out there. They actually dropped their last four games to end the season. They got blown out by App State. Uh, They're giving up about 40 points during that skid, but they do have a quarterback who's highly productive in Davis. He actually led the Sun Belt in passing over 3,400 yards, 22 touchdowns to 16 interceptions, and they can run the ball too. So this is a game that you probably want to take the over, but I like Ohio in the three points here.
4: You got problems, Q. Jesus, you man. Need, you really need help, man. Hey, I'll take just Georgia. Guys we need to do an inter- intervention with you, bro. Hey, I'll
3: do a uh, – What Lee. you just
4: did was phenomenal, and it's so phenomenal that you need help.
3: Hey, Lee, Let, I'm going to take Georgia Southern because Clay Helton wants to grab his crotch and laugh at USC after this game is over. There's my oh. pick.
4: I'm taking Ohio in this one. Hell yeah. I'm off to a strong start. Hell, Hell yeah. We go. <laughs>
2: What else we got, Lee? Continuing with that strong start, we got the Cricket Celebration Bowl between Howard and Florida A&M, where a- Florida A&M is six-and-a-half-point favorites.
0: I honestly got to be honest. I did not know this one was going to be part of it. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Florida A&M, though.
4: Damn right. Mm. Yeah. I'm taking Howard. Shots out to my man Greg McGee, Howard, you know, and the rest of that group. They, they've done a pretty good job this year. Um, D.C., obviously. I'm, I'm a DMV'er. I'm 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 a, I'm a rock with Howard on this one.
3: Yeah, I, I've been disappointed with the performance of Greg McGee and uh, and company there at Howard. Uh, very very troublesome. So I'm going to go with. Uh, I think I'm going to take Florida A&M. But oh, wait, Lee, thanks oh, for saying Coach, bro. Yeah, whatever. Hey, to coach. Yeah,
2: all
0: inclusive here at the
3: uh,
2: with the cricket <laughs> yeah, celebration. Well. Hey, it's, a, it's yeah.
0: a resort, Brady. All inclusive. Well, if, if, if it was Lee's decision, it'd only be HBCU. So. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Larry, yeah. Larry Scott. Larry yeah. Scott is their yeah. Hold coach. on, got, take got got a
3: bow. Way. Take a bow, Brady Quinn. That is, <laughs> <laughs> you have uh, the call of the
2: century. <laughs> All right, Lee, what else we got? Uh, all right, well, next one up, we have the r Carriers New Orleans Bowl Woo. Louisiana versus Jacksonville State where Jacksonville State is two and a half point favorites at the Caesars Superdome in New Orleans. Come
0: on. How about this one guys? It's the first bowl game for Jacksonville State under uh, the second year of head coach Rich Rodriguez. Oh Rich Rod. Yeah. Um, they finished eight and four, six and two in conference play in their first year at the FBS level. Uh, their defense has been phenomenal. It's the number one scoring defense in Conference USA. Chris Hardy's their defensive line. They actually leads Conference USA in sacks. Um, but and offensively they, they They kind of play two quarterbacks, Zion Webb and Logan Smothers, uh, both have started and played this year. So the offense can put up points. We know that's a a rich rod team, but their defense is playing well too. Uh, And then Louisiana is playing for their school record sixth consecutive year in a bowl game. Pretty remarkable how consistent that program has been. The problem is they're down to the third-string quarterback, Chandler Fields. He did start the last four games. Again, played decently well in that in that span. Uh, and as far as defensively speaking, Louisiana's about midway or a mid-tier defense in the Sun Belt, which does play good football. Only giving up about 28 points per game. I'm going to go ahead and lay the points here with Jacksonville State. Uh, I think that's the safer bet, uh, even though you know Rich Rod and this group has been at the FBS level for a while. I think they come out on top.
3: I have a philosophy when it comes to bowl games. If you're Raging and you're Cajun, I'm taking. <laughs> so I will take Louisiana
4: here, Lee. Well, my man, Brian Mitchell, one of the greats of the Raging Cajuns.
3: What up, B-Mitch?
4: Always said, don't count them boys out. So I'm going to go with my man and his his alma mater on this one. So I'm going <laughs> to go with Louisiana on this one as well.
2: That's what I'm talking about, Mark. Yeah. Next up, you got to sing the jingle, Avocados for Mexico, Cure Bull. Hey. Appalachian. <laughs> Appalachian State versus Miami of Ohio. Six and a half point favorites are Appalachian State.
0: Uh, So Miami of Ohio has a chance to set their second best record in school history behind a 13-1 season by the one and only Ben Roethlisberger. So Chuck Martin done a tremendous job with this group, uh, especially... Considering what has happened to them at the quarterback spots, they went five straight to finish uh, since losing quarterback Brett Gabbert back in October, and then their backup Avion Williams—he's actually entered the transfer portal. So it's Is probably that Henry Hessen. Second cousin? Uh, I don't know about cousin. It, yeah, probably related somehow. Uh-huh. I mean, both quarterbacks—they got to be right. Uh, I would just he's played college football for a long time too very productive so it, it was unfortunate when he went down but they've overcome avion williams did a good job for them in his the spot but he's in the portal so it's going to be henry hesson and then there's a starter max uh, maddox cop could give some playing time as well uh, but what a way to, to you guys remember they got blown out by miami like starting off the year like pretty remarkable uh, turnaround for Miami of Ohio on chuck martin uh, they also have the Lou Groza Award winner, if, if that matters. To me.
3: Yeah, Lou Groza. The is that like the six foot five punter? Back <laughs> no, in the that's day? the
0: Ray Guy. No, Lou Groza was right. the kicking award. Yeah, um, uh, App State ripped off you know five straight before losing to Troy in the Sun Belt title game. Uh, gr- great program, we know that, but they've yeah. given up. Uh, I want to say they made some defensive changes after the in the first eight games. They gave up over 500 yards like three times. Last five have been much much better uh, defensively. So um, this should be a close game. It's a bit risky going off to my end of Ohio, but I'm thinking here more with my heart than with my head, uh, being that it's an Ohio squad. So I'll uh, I'll take the points here.
3: Iowa Sam has something he wants to throw in real quick, Sam.
0: Well, you know Ben Roethlisberger went 13 and one that one year. I wonder who that loss was to.
4: Ah, hmm, that's relevant. Okay. All right, bye. Um, Going with App State here.
3: App State. What, what's your reasoning behind that, Lavar?
4: Because of Dexter Coakley. Yeah. Yeah. Any Any team that Dexter Coakley has played for and has upset Michigan in the history of their 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 traditioned and and successful program i'm just not going i'm not picking against them i'm going with app state
3: yeah so this is the avocados from mexico cure bowl and avocados should never be considered an app they should be considered a daily routine in your diet it's a lot of good fats there so just on that alone i'm not going to go app state here i'm going to take miami of ohio I like. I just logic. feel
4: like any any team that's named after a place that's in a different place shouldn't get that type of credit. That's, okay. <laughs> that, I have a very, very big block against Strip. the fact that yeah. every time I hear Miami <laughs> of Ohio, it's like my, my cousin went the IUP. I just don't get it. Like, why would you call it Indiana of Pennsylvania? Like, Indiana belongs in Indiana. Right. Miami oh. belongs in Florida. That's all I'm saying. It's I think it Florida. originally had to do with the uh, Indian tribe.
0: They used to be um, they called a different name, one you're familiar with. Now they're the Red Hawks.
4: Yeah, yeah. I get it, but I'm not with it. Okay. Miami belongs in Florida, so I'm not going with Ohio <laughs> on this one. I think uh, you
0: should probably go there before uh, before you judge. Oxford, Ohio is a uh, beautiful oh, campus, I'm beautiful school. I heard. I heard.
4: Very pretty scenery there. Not judging. I promise Very you I'm so. not. And I probably Shout out to all the SAEs there in Oxford, there Ohio. I'll probably visit there what it is. Right. We're never going to make this, by the way. What else
0: we Guys, next <laughs> no, up is no, the no Isleta
2: way. New Mexico Bowl between New Mexico State and Put Fresno in. State. And East Fresno State. New Mexico State is favored, though. Three and a half point favorites.
0: Yeah, they should be. Jerry Kill's done a phenomenal job with this group. You know, New Mexico State's never lost a bowl game. 4-0-1. Uh, and so it's pretty incredible. Jerry Kill has got like over a 55% cover rate. But they won eight straight before losing the conference champ game. Um, they starting quarterback, Diego Pavia, he was sidelined due to injury uh, during the title game. Uh, he should be back for the bowl game. On the flip side, uh, Fresno State head coach Jeff Tedford had to step down due to health concerns. Tim Skipper's taken over, uh, and Mikey Keene, their quarterback, just kind of struggled down the stretch. Delta a leg injury, concussion, all kinds of stuff. So I'm going to lay the points to Jerry kill in New Mexico State.
3: Mm. I'm going to go Fresno no state in honor of the one Eddie Garcia here. The majestic Eddie Garcia.
4: I'm going with New Mexico State.
2: Damn. Yeah,
4: I'm going to rock with them on this one.
2: Next up is the change of name, the L.A. Bowl, hosted by, of course, Gronk. What What up, Gronk? He's probably funnier than Jimmy Kimmel. Absolutely, he is. What a dud. And in this game, we've got Boise State versus UCLA. UCLA favored by four.
0: Yeah, UCLA kind of fell off towards the end of the season, and they're going to be a team without a lot of their talent. Uh, Liatu, their outstanding defensive end, uh, amongst some other defensive pieces, will not be there. Quarterback Ethan Garbers uh, went down in the season finale. Their backup, Dante Moore, he's in the transfer portal. But Garbers is expected to be back for this one. I uh, just kind of wonder with where this team is at. And Boise State, after firing Andy Avalos, they elevated Spencer Danielson. He was an interim head coach. Now he is the head coach. They've won. Uh, they've gone 3-0. and And uh, I think the biggest concern there is uh, Taylor Green, their, their quarterback, he transferred in the portal. He's already committed to, to Arkansas. And so I think this is going to be the best play on this game is the under. But I'll go ahead and take the points in Boise State here.
3: I don't trust mm-hmm. Boise State's ability to play on a non-blue field. That. I'm going to take UCLA in this spot. Good call.
4: Yeah, I'm <laughs> taking UCLA.
2: Last bowl game of the weekend, Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. Texas Tech versus Cal. Texas Tech favored by three.
3: <laughs> All the way in yeah. Shreveport. I'm sure they're going to be traveling to this one.
0: This is a tough one, too. <laughs> Texas Tech, they're losing two of their top three targets at wide receiver and Jerron Bradley and Miles Price at the portal. Uh, ben Barron's Mort- Morton's health, their quarterback's been the biggest issue. And, and Tyler Shuck, their backup, he's in the portal. So, uh, not not a lie going there for Texas Tech. They, they kind of have been the better team, though. They're taking on a fresh Freshman quarterback Fernando Mendoza, who has settled in, but he's got Jade not to hand the football off to. Problem is Cal's defense has been giving up a ton of yards in production. So, look, this is going to come down to turnovers. Uh, when Tech turns the football over multiple times, or are 0-4. When they don't, usually they're standing in games, and Cal can turn football over. But I think Tech t- takes care of the football with the extra prep. I'm going to lay the points there with Texas Tech. I'm taking
4: Tech.
0: Yeah.
3: I'll take Cal. I think they're going to be inspired by Aaron Rodgers and his Achilles comeback. Mm. And so I think uh, Cal's Mm -hmm. the play here. Mm -hmm. And uh, there it is. That's how you handicap the opening weekend of the bowl season here and the first installment of the Bowl Bonanza. I feel like there was a few
0: others, but we couldn't get them all in because
4: um, of Louis' selection. (laughs) I think (laughs) That's that's it. That's it for the games this week. This weekend. Uh, are yeah, we sure? Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. This is it. There's a
0: lot. It's a I, lot I it's can't, awesome. I can't wait to best. gamble on all of these. I just leave the TV on college football the entire time. Yeah. And my like my cause I did this last year with my girls and they're always like, Dad, what are you doing I'm to go, babe? <laughs> can't find the it's remote. Bowl season. All right. <laughs> it's bowl season. This never turns off. All right.
3: Just do what I do. Whenever my son asks me to change the TV, I go, No blah. blah.
0: I'm and trying then, to blah, teach blah, blah, them blah. math yeah. through gambling, which has so far been unsuccessful. <laughs> but I think they're starting to get the hang of it. Your kids are going to be sharks. Yeah, they are. They're, they're, they're really, they're really are concerned beauty. about the half point. They don't Hell really get yeah. that concept
1: yet. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, oh, oh,
0: O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people.
1: Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast.